You want to be a doctor, but you don't know where to start. Perhaps dentistry slipped your mind because of lack of resources. You dropped out of nursing school because you failed pharmacology. You don't come from the right family, so now you can't pursue pharmacy. You want to become a physician assistant, but you're unaware of their role in healthcare. You don't know a single black optometrist, and now you're afraid to be the first. Welcome to Melanin in Healthcare, the best uplifting healthcare podcast, bringing you the necessary education, representation, and inspiration to encourage you to pursue your dreams in healthcare. Welcome to episode number 10, How to Become a Travel Nurse. Today, we have a special guest, and she is going to talk about her journey as a travel nurse. Welcome to the show, Chenoya. How are you? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. That is great. That is great. So tell us who you are in your profession. <laughs> well, <laughs> my name is Chinoya. Um, I'm a Nigerian born, Texas raised. Um, I'm a bachelor prepared nurse and I'm currently working as a travel nurse. Um, I've been to many different states and I'm currently going through California right now. Awesome, awesome. And what inspired you to become a nurse? Why travel nursing? So with nursing, I can't, I was thinking about it. I'm like, I don't really know what inspired <laughs> I just know that I knew that I love science and I love helping people. And after doing research and talking to people, praying on it, I'm like, I don't really know what to do, whether to go the pre-med route or the nursing route. So I decided, let me just do nursing. Because um, a lot of people advise you do nursing because that way you can, uh, it's easier to come, to go up if you're like, okay, nursing's not for me. Let me go to pre-med rather than going from pre-med to nursing. So I did that. Halfway through my nursing course, I was like, oh yeah, this is for me. This is so hands-on. You get to spend so much time with people. Like, I, I love it. And then once I became a nurse and I was working um, in a residency, which you signed a contract for two years, at about a year and a half, I was like, okay, I want to do more. Like, what else can I learn? What else can I do? And the hospital at the time were like, no, um, you can't switch specialties. You have to be med surge telly. And I was like, oh, no, I got to go. Like, I have so much stuff that I want to learn. So then I um, got with the recruiter, signed my first travel contract, and I've never looked back. Wow. So what countries or cities have you been to so far? So I've only done within the U.S. I know that there are travel opportunities to like Guam um, or to uh, other places, but mainly in the U.S. And I've gone to... um, so as a, tra- as a travel nurse, you when you get licensed, you get licensed based on your state. So Texas is a compact state. So it gives you the ability to go through um, several states with no issues. But other states like California, Washington, you need to get endorsed and get their license as well. So um, I've been to Massachusetts, Nebraska, and the dream was always California. So I knew that once <laughs> I got here, you know, I'll be good. So um, now I'm in California and I'm like, oh, this is nice. (laughs) (laughs) That's good. Tell us about the different careers one can have as a nurse. For instance, you know, they can work in a nursing home, hospital, or So the beauty of nursing is that the options are limitless. 
like you can do anything with nursing so you can decide that you want to do inpatient which is like hospitals there's inpatient rehab which I did for a little bit you can do outpatients like clinics and also outpatient rehabs where people just come in for like their you know 90 minute sessions um you can even do home health so you go visit people in their homes you can work with different patient populations you only want, want to work with kids you can work with only adults you know so you have the option not only to do that but also expand your education so you can do it through certifications you can climb up the clinical ladder and then you can do it through your academia like me you know get your master's or your phd or your doctorate right so what was your journey like to nursing school did you start off as a cna or lpn so for me i started as like a regular high school graduate just you know (laughs) so green to the world and you know got into college and I went to a, um, a university, so um, started off two years undergrad and then went straight into the nursing program. So I had no LPN, no CNA background, which um, people are like, no, you need you need to work as a CNA. You need to you need to do what works for you. You know, mm-hmm. if you have the opportunity to work at a CNA, that's great. But I didn't have that opportunity. I didn't even know that opportunity existed. <laughs> All I knew is that, you know, I, I I'm pretty sure I'm going to like this career. It just looks like so much fun. And I just dove into it. That's good. What does a typical day look like for you? I know it changes day by day, but. <laughs> yes. Oh, a typical work day. So right now I'm currently in prep. Um, I also do bodybuilding or body competing. So right now, a typical day is like waking up at 5 a.m., getting my fasted cardio in, then um, going into work. And I work as um, as a telemetry nurse, so with cardiac patients. But I also have the ability to work as a surgical, medical surgical nurse. So when I get to work, they tell me where I'll go in the hospital and, you know, knock those 12 hours out. Then from there, I go straight to the gym. I do my lifting, then cardio, then home, and then do it all over again when I have to, you know, work. Wow. Okay. <laughs> how, <laughs> how has COVID-19 affected your day-to-day life as a nurse? Ooh, Is it harder? I would definitely say it's, it's harder. I mean, it's better now, but in the middle, in the height of COVID, it was just so chaotic. You know, Mm -hmm. I work at different facilities, so um, different facilities have different roles. They had different PPE, they had different protocols, so we weren't yet synced on the same page. Like, okay, so we need this PPE. Some, you know, hospitals were still, you can wear your bandanas, you can wear, you know, your mask, not a real mandation for surgical masks. So it was all over the place. I know, you know, you just have to take it in strides. COVID brings its negativity. Like you can't have patients' family come in, which is a damper for patients, especially if they're long-term, like that weighs on them, you know? And then you have your positive aspects, more communication, the, the, you know, the physicians and everyone and part of the team has to go a step further to make sure that proper communication is done. So every day protocols change, but as nurses, we, you know, we learn to be adaptable. We learn to roll with the punches and just provide the best care we can for our patients. Right. Tell us your craziest experience as a nurse. Oof, every day is crazy. <laughs> um, I think my most craziest experience to date would be, um, walking in, getting shift change, you know, going to take a look at my patients. Everyone is doing great. 
walking on one of my patients and my patient is passed out don't even know what happened unresponsive and my patient is you know way bigger than me and I'm like I, I don't know how I'm gonna get the patient you know on the bed so we can start compressions you know and I'm yelling you know yelling trying not to you know be super distressed because you know we have other patients in the room you know don't have the code blue button the press don't have you know but luckily um able to sternal rub the patient and patient comes back to it so that to me definitely my adrenaline was pumping for like the rest of the shift <laughs> right Tell us about your best memory of being a nurse. Ooh, oh my, there's so many good memories. There's so <laughs> many, like you have tough days as a nurse, but those good moments like just help to revive you. So I think, and this is just such a minute moment. Um, I had a patient and I think the patient said way longer than expected, you know, so you get to bond with your patient. As a, um, as a med surgeon nurse, the patient stays um, on your floor maybe three days four days five days so you get to know a little bit more about your patient so I had my patient and you know we had bonded and I came in one day and the patient was just so irate so frustrated and as a nurse I, I listen you know because half the times the problem is not with the nursing staff is with everything around and as nurses we get the the brunt end of it we get the short end so the patient was like I'm just not mad at you I'm just really frustrated and I said I understand that you're frustrated you have every right to be so I said, here's what I can do to fix the issues that are in my control. One of the complaints, I haven't had a good night's sleep. This bed is too small. All right, I'll work on it. I was, I was so pushy. 8 a.m. I was like, I told my uh, clinical supervisor, I need a bed for my man. Like, y'all need to get on it. So finally, mm-hmm. we were able to get a bed for the patient. And the patient started crying. I was like, what? And the patient was so touched and so moved. And I was mm-hmm. like, wow wow so that touched me like you know as a nurse we're just so used to just going 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 you know and just the little littlest things can just brighten up a patient's day so that to me has one of been been one of my um best memories oh yeah. <laughs> i like that and so what challenges have you faced as a nurse mm, oof and i feel like challenges give you the opportunity to get better to grow um i think COVID in general as a challenge, having to um, care for patients and sometimes they don't, you know, you're not able to save your patient, you're not able to give them a better quality of life and then you're having to go back to your other patients and act like nothing ever happened. So that to me is a constant challenge, having to regroup, practice mindfulness and um, do it over and over and over again. Right. For those who may be in high school or even college, explain what the process is to becoming a travel nurse. So to become a travel nurse, the first thing you need to do is to become a nurse. So um, you will get your nursing degree. And most times, well, now a lot of places are mandating, especially in Houston, that you have to have your bachelor's. So being an associate's degree prepared nurse is not the standard. You know, so now they make you, they require you to go back. Um, and get your bachelor's so I would suggest if you're debating if you can afford it go straight and get your bachelor's if it's a thing of money then go ahead get your associates then work your way to getting your bachelor's but you get your bachelor's degree then um, 
you work as a nurse for a minimum of two years. I know a lot of new grads are trying to make that buku coins. They want to go into nursing with one year of experience, but trust me, in your first year as a new grad, you're just learning. You're you're so green to everything. You're so fresh. You have to keep in mind that you have a license to protect. So though people will tell you, yeah, as a new nurse, go ahead and um go into travel nurse. But just keep in mind that is your license that you work so hard. You don't want it to be gone over something so trivial. So go ahead and get your two years of experience and then you start the the tedious task of finding a recruiter, finding an agency, finding someone you trust who will get you what you want in terms of pay package, location, and facility. And then you start on your way. That's true. Have you ever experienced racism as a nurse? If so, tell us about it. Oh, goodness, yes. I think um, (laughs) I go into detail about this on my YouTube channel. Um, I have a YouTube. It's called I Am Just Chi, and I have several videos out there because I feel as nurses, you know, well, when I was looking for videos, I didn't find that many videos. So I was like, you know what? I'll share my experience. And um, one of them, my very first one that really just opened my eyes was when I took an assignment in Nebraska. And of course, I know the population is different. It's not Houston, you know, so I came in there already knowing that. But I had a patient ask me if I can give her, you know, uh, a nigger bath and I was like wow excuse me and I you know but I keep in mind she's an older lady so she was probably alive during you know the time of you know slavery so I was like you know what? and her parents you know so I had to keep that in mind and not let that you know offend me but then I also had to correct her and educate her and let her know no ma'am that is not a thing but I will bathe you we will get that done that took me so aback. I was like, wow, so that's such a thing. And then like recently, a lot of derogatory terms addressed me, you know, crazy like, and I just, I just listened. I did my best to educate in a way that's not acceptable. And then I went and I told my, um, my supervisor. And to me, you know, I don't take it personal. I just let it roll off the sleeve. But the staff there, the travel assignment I worked at, they were so amazing. The, uh, the the surgery like everyone came up and just held the patient to accountability let them know that that was not okay and then came back to me you know and we regrouped and you know we talked about it so yeah um that would be some of my many you know racist experiences <laughs> so what is one assumption that people have about nurses that just aren't true oh my goodness people think nurses roll in money they think that you know we just have money to throw away but we have bills too you know um but in all seriousness people assume that nurses get paid a lot of money and that may be the case for some people but depending on the location depending on the facility like you don't get paid the same as a nurse so there's some nurses making 18 dollars, you know and then there's some yeah i would i just talked about it with another um, with coworkers because we we're talking about the pay differences and then there's some nurses like you know in California you come in like $80 but keep in mind the cost of living you know the location mm-hmm. and all these things so if you're entering nursing for the money please reconsider because you're going to be super unhappy because the money is not the money does not you know make up for the peace of mind that you have it does not at all that is very true and so Tell us about your current doctoral 
program what made you want to do oh my goodness I sound like such a fangirl but I love my program (laughs) so um so my um I have a bachelor's right now and um my program is a bachelor to doctorate which is fairly new it's a novel thing most times to get your doctorate you have to get your master's and then get your doctorate but with this program we skip the masters you know so um, my program is about three and a half years uh, long because I'm part-time I believe it's two and some change if you're full-time but I'm like I'm trying to enjoy life so part-time it is (laughs) (laughs) and um and uh, it's super affordable that's the main thing I was looking for and it's hybrid those are the two things I was looking for does my will this program allow me the flexibility to live life do I have to be on campus the whole time or can I travel because the goal was always to keep on traveling and um, go to school so my program allows me to do that so after I looked at you know the different programs that they were out there and available I found my program and I have to say the instructors the professors they're so encouraging which is something I'm not used to they make you feel like yes you can do this and because our program is in an, where the inaugural class, it is a new program, they understand that they're asking us to go from like, from walking to like a full 100 meter dash. They know that. So they give us, you know, words of encouragement. They give us, you know, they keep that in mind as they give us assignments, you know. So, so far, um, I'm a year into the program and it's tough. It is tough. Every assignment, you know, I'm always questioning, you know, every test, I'm always on the edge. But I know at the end of the day, I'm going to be super prepared and I'm going to be super confident to provide amazing care as a nurse practitioner. Okay. Okay. So your program is a nurse practitioner program. Correct. But at the end, you get your doctorate and you get to practice as a doctor. So um, 2023, California is going to permit nurse practitioners to practice independently so that's going to be the new way because in the healthcare you need the nurse practitioners they're a vital part of providing care um, as opposed to all the doctors you don't have enough doctors you know everywhere to provide adequate care so that's where nurse practitioners come in we're more affordable and um, we're able to reach you know different parts we're able to provide a greater access to healthcare. so that's why you know nurse practitioning is becoming uh you know a more used uh uh care providing form okay so what advice could you give students who want to become a nurse but they have no clue where to start <laughs> so i would say youtube <laughs> i think as a visual <laughs> learner like i want to see what is a day in the life like what like how do you do this you know so definitely right. um, my channel gives an insight i am just she gives an insight to what it's like working as a travel nurse i know uh, my friend nurse ags she just finished as a nurse um finished and she got her nurse practitioning license so i follow her and i watch her videos because i'm like ooh. I want to see what life is going to be like when I'm done through this. So, you know, seeing the life through other people as well as asking, ask your current nurses and nursing school student, what is life like? You know, and then also see if you can do some sort of volunteering in the hospitals or in the clinics or where you think you might want to work. Because a lot of times we make decisions with little information or no information at all. And we're just assuming, which is dangerous because um, you don't want to get through a program and realize, yikes, I don't like this. 
you've wasted your time you've wasted your money and to me I rather know what it is that I'm getting myself into right if you could do it all over again what would you change about your path nothing <laughs> even, <laughs> even the good and the bad I just feel like every part of my path was intricately designed like even the parts where I was like man I really wish I didn't take this assignment because I'm by myself and you know there's no one here and this is a small town what did I learn from it I learned how to be stronger I learned how to interact with other different people I made connections for life some of the people that I made from my very travel nurse assignment I still keep up with them today so every single part of my you know life I feel like it was intentional if I didn't get rejected from a master's program which I thought I was a guaranteed shoe in because I had made connections you know I had wined and dined you know and I had done mission trips no what did I get I get into a doctorate program so you know you look at your experiences not as as L's but as lessons how can I grow from this you know what can I take to the next season of my life correct where do you see yourself in five to seven years i will be enjoying life i don't even know but (laughs) i will be done with school completely forever and ever um uh, hopefully i'll be working as a nurse practitioner you know i don't really know what exactly i can't you know pinpoint it but i just know that i would be doing what i'm called to do and i can't wait to you know to be walking in that part of my life Right. What tips can you give students who will be taking the NCLEX? Oh, the NCLEX is is the decision maker. You can be a straight A <laughs> student in school, but fail the NCLEX. So as a student who made A's and B's and, you know, and as a Nigerian who they're like, ah, you must get best, best of your class. No, <laughs> as someone who is weird like that, it, it is kind of, it's very, um, it, it kind of makes you just, really get on the edge when it comes to these sort of tests but keep in mind this is an individual's journey this is individual this has nothing to do with your program with your classmates this is just you and being the best you can be so give yourself enough time to study and then as you're studying you need to know like what is my study style do am i a visual learner am i an auditory learner because a lot of times you fail your test because you do not know how to study and that's what I experienced when I took my first pharmacology. Like, I thought I knew what I was doing, but mm, my grades reflected otherwise. So you need to know how best to study, and you need to know how to take the test. For me, I know it was like years ago when I took the NCLEX, but I had to go through Kaplan because I was like, I know I'm not a strong test taker. I need to know how to take this test. So um, once you figure out how to take your test, the biggest thing for me is practice questions. The questions on the NCLEX are about applications. So you can have the knowledge. You can know what your normal glucose levels is, 60 to 100. Yeah, you know all that. You know the signs of cool clamming. You know all that. But if they were to give it to you in a scenario and be like, what is the first thing you do? Can you take all that information you've learned, um, put it together, and figure out what the first thing to do is? you know so that is a huge part and the only way to get good at that is practice questions that is that is something that doesn't change whether you are getting your bachelor's your master's or your doctorate you have to know how to clinically think and clinically apply your your knowledge so super important wow so as we wrap this up do you have any last tips for the viewers listeners (laughs) so for the listeners (laughs) oh my last tip is once again this is a personal journey 
do what works best for you do your research think about it and make your plan and just execute the plan and don't forget you can always ask help ask for help like nursing is not a so like it's a it's an individual journey but the art of nursing when you go into work your 12 hour shift it's a group project we're all working together to provide the very best care so don't forget that when you start as a new grad and if you guys have any further you know questions you know just go ahead and follow me on instagram and on youtube at i am just chi um putting out always new content real content so um for you guys to enjoy all righty all righty and thank you so much for 